Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. How do you overcome something like an addiction or a stronghold in your life? I had a follower reach out to me and ask me to talk about how this person could avoid sugar. That sugar has a a stronghold, a foothold in this person's life. I'm telling you, if you send me a note and you want me to talk about something, I will do it. So I promised that I would speak about that today. I know myself, I have struggled with sugar. And when I went keto, now that's a pretty drastic change in your diet. For those that don't know what keto is, it's basically fat and protein that you eat with a very small amount of carbohydrates. And that typically comes in the form of vegetables or really low sugar fruit like raspberries and blueberries, blackberries, that type of stuff. And I ate that way for a couple of years. And I noticed as I was starting that diet, because it didn't stick right away, that after 48 hours, 72 hours, somewhere in that time frame, that's when your body kicks out all of the carbs. And when you begin this keto diet, you actually have something, most people at least, go through something called the keto flu, where you're, you're feeling not so good. You kind of get those toxins of the carbs out of you. You get a headache. You're kind of clearing your body of that gunk. And this can also be with processed foods or if you eat a whole bunch of bread and other rich, starchy carbs. Okay, but that's not what I'm recommending. Oh, go keto. Because this is something that we need to think about for all of the strongholds in our life. Maybe you drink too much alcohol or you're fighting a little bit of a drug addiction. I don't know how a little bit of a drug addiction happens, but (laughs) maybe when you partake, you go overboard or you're fighting another stronghold like pornography or other things that we know are not good for our mind, body, soul, and spirit. Maybe you're addicted to social media and you find that you would rather scroll through pages and pages of Facebook than pray to God. I'm going to give you some true tactics that work if you use them. That's the key. 
if you use them. Because I know myself, I have had the challenge of using God, using prayer, and making it about something more meaningful and purposeful other than I want to lose weight or I want to, you know, not have this disordered desire for something. This can come in all different kinds of forms, right? So what we have to do immediately is make a decision. Today, I am going to make this a holy aspect of my life. And I am going to include God in my walk with this X, whatever it is. In this case, we're going to use sugar. So number one, we start by prayer and we share with God that we are going to deal with this stronghold with him because with him, we can do anything without him. We can do nothing. I say this all the time, but we always forget and we fall back on our own willpower. And then we get upset, we get mad, and we can't believe that we can't battle this sugar. How come it has such a power over me? And this is where holiness, the walk toward holiness, is all about God. And it actually puts meaning and purpose in our life. So number one, we make the decision. Number two, we tell people that we live with and around. Tell your spouse if you're married. Mention it to your kids if they're home. If you're at work, tell your coworkers. Tell your best friend. Accountability is important here because if we just do this ourselves, and put it in our own mind, it's so easy for us to fall off the track. Now, you don't want your family and friends to necessarily get on your case when you do fall, but you do want them to know because when they know that you're trying to work on something, you yourself won't Just fall into that habit or into that temptation immediately, especially if those people are around. It works for me all the time with my husband when I say, look, I got to get back on the exercise track. And he never, praise God, he's so wonderful. He never looks at me and says, oh, are you going to exercise today? He's not that guilt-ridden guy. Occasionally he makes a comment because he's not perfect, you know, but I know it's in love and to help me because there's a reason I told him because I want him to know that I'm working on this. Okay, so that's two things. Make the decision, pray to God and let him know that this is what you need his help with and then tell real live people around you what you are doing. Now the practical things. Every single morning, Hopefully you're praying, but you need to offer yourself, your words, your deeds, your thoughts to God and specifically ask him for the grace to turn away from sugar and to help you mentally, physically, and spiritually. 
And then you go about your day and you keep talking to God and maybe you have no thought of sugar. Maybe you're not buying it, right? That's also important. Don't buy it so it's not in your house. It's easy to not eat it. But let's say you're going to a party or people are coming over and they're bringing a bunch of sweets and they just sit there and they call out your name. (laughs) Literally. Kendra, come eat me. You know that I've had this happen to me with Oreos. And sometimes my body gets so agitated. Like, you got to get in there and eat the Oreos. Like I can feel anxiety and my body is shaking. It's, and I know this isn't right. So you stop, you pause and do you pray? This is where living with meaning and purpose comes into play. We don't just automatically go and walk to the cookies and take some and then eat 10 so fast that you don't even enjoy it. And now your body is finally, you know, calming down. That's, that's not cool. That is your body ruling you or Satan tempting you through that anxiousness, that emotion of I've got to have the sugar now. So when you stop and you pause and you pray, I kind of remind myself with the stop, drop and roll. Let's think about it. When you're on fire, you pretty much want to run around, flail your hands in the air and be like, oh my gosh, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. But you know, that's going to make it worse. You're just going to fuel oxygen into that flame and you're going to be burning even more. So that's why as kids, we remember stop, drop and roll. It goes counter to what we want to do, but it actually works. We don't put any more oxygen in there and we are now putting the flames out by rolling around on the ground. That's kind of the idea of the stop, pause, and pray. If you stop for a moment as you're walking or if you're feeling that anxiousness, that desire, that temptation coming over you, stop, pause for a minute, and do a couple of things when you pray. Number one, Lord, please give me the strength. I cannot do this myself. Ask for God's grace. You are being humble in this moment. You are not being weak because we know we need God. So don't think of it as you being so pathetic that you have to pray to God. This is how it works. This is where we get our strength. Again, remember, we can do anything with him. And then number two, call out those demons and cast them out in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a, there was a new one that I said it was reject. Um, oh, shoot. Reject, renounce, and rebuke. I reject, in the name of Jesus Christ, I reject this temptation. I renounce the temptation and I rebuke the temptation. That's a new one that you can pray. Or in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of temptation, of gluttony, of addiction. Call out all the spirits and then ask them to go to the, I command you, don't ask them. I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence. And then immediately call out to God again 
Lord, in the name of your son, Jesus, please fill me with your strength, with your self-control, with your temperance, with your peace, with your joy. And honestly, pay attention to what happens. Did you have peace fall over you? Did you, re- did you kind of have this, oh my gosh, I don't desire this. I totally don't need this sugar. There may be times where it doesn't work and you're still feeling anxious. And this is where you might need to call out to those people that are around you. Or maybe you even say something when the party is there and you can look at the beautiful cookies that your friend brought and you can say, oh, I am so happy that you brought these, Susie. Everyone is going to enjoy them, but I'm really trying to stay away from sugar. So I'm not being rude by not eating it, but I also want to make sure that I don't eat it because that's what I'm working on. God, give me the strength and bring God into it, right? Make this an evangelization moment too. And then if your husband's there or your spouse or your kids or your friends or your coworkers, whoever you told, you can look at them and say, I'm not going to have this sugar. And you may fall and that's okay because that's life, right? Life isn't like, oh, well, I fell. Looks like I'm never going to be able to kick sugar. And then you just kick it to the curb and you go eat sugar all the time. Life is a daily battle, an hourly battle. So we go ahead and we say, Lord, help me again. I'm sorry I fell. And it's not a sin to eat sugar, but if it has a disordered hold on you, then something's not right. If social media has you ignoring your family, it's not right. It's disordered. And that's pretty much how you do it every single time you're confronted. And if you're at home and maybe your kids bring home some goodies from the store or something, you can say, thank you. This was so sweet. Literally, ha, but um, bum pun, not intended there. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm working with God on trying to stay away from this. And maybe it's an opportunity for you to exhibit some self-control, some moderation. I always said, I continue to honestly say it to this day, but I've got an addictive personality. There's a reason that I don't try things. (laughs) And one of them was cocaine back in the days. Because I knew if I start this, I am going to probably snort my entire life away. So I didn't even go there. Thank you, God, for giving me the eyes to see that one. But instead, I picked marijuana, you know, the drug that makes you eat all that sweets and sugar. And I was also battling my weight. So it was a horrible, horrible drug to be on and be addicted to. But Hey, I wasn't paying any attention. I was just going about my life, doing what I want. And this is where we have to remember that we master our bodies. Our bodies do not master us. Nor do these little evil spirits of temptation master us. 
We have the authority to kick them out. And with God's help and grace and Mary, the mediatrix of grace, we can call out to Mary, Mary, please help me or say a Hail Mary. Remember, all of these deliverance prayers and things have to be said out loud. The spirits need to hear us calling out to Mary and they hate Mary. Go back to my podcast of Mary and the rosary being weapons in our daily spiritual battle. Even just calling out her name, although I would call out both Jesus and Mary, they flee, they run. And now you know the steps. The key is doing them. Making the choice every day again to say, I refuse to allow sugar to overrule my life. Lord, I need your help. I need your grace. I need your strength. I need your temperance. Please help me. Don't forget, anytime you're around it and you have family and friends, you can always say, okay, I'm, I'm really deciding not to have this sugar, but I'm telling you that I'm struggling with it. And I'm calling out for God, to God for strength. And that, again, is another win-win situation because your family members or your coworkers or your friends are actually watching you call out to God. They're watching you try to improve your life. And you are evangelizing because you are saying that you cannot do it yourself, that you need God's strength. And of course, their support. Here we are on this earth. I said, we're not meant to walk this walk alone. That's why you're listening to podcasts. That's why you're hopefully igniting some new spiritual companions and going to some parish events. By the way, thank you to the people who have reached out to me. I've created a speaker one page. It's just one PDF document that you could email to your pastor and just say, can I have, can, can we have Kendra Von Esch come speak? Here is who she is and what she's about. And he can go click on the links and it takes him to different things, you know, different testimonials and speaking topics and events and appearances that I'm doing. And I want to thank all of you who have reached out if I have not returned your email or if I've not sent you that document Please let me know. Actually, I know there's a few of you that I haven't, but send me a note. I would love to come to meet you and to speak at your parish. And maybe there's another spiritual companion that comes in your path during that time or a friend that you bring along who's maybe not on the journey right now or they don't know they're on. They're on a journey, but they're not on. They're not aware of it. Okay, going back, it's a decision, it's prayer, it's people, and we can evangelize by speaking to them and telling them that we are being tempted right now, and we're just letting them know so that the words come out of your mouth and you feel like, okay, I've got, I got Susie on my side. Even though she brought these stinking things to this, <laughs> to this party, I've got her on my side and she's not going to feel like I'm dissing her by not having any. And then praise God when you do walk away. When those beautiful deliverance prayers cast peace on you instead of casting anxiety and crazy bodily desires and urges, 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And just take every moment as it comes. And if you fall, get back up. This is not a sprint. It's not, okay, you've lost. Tap out. This is a marathon. And that is why we take it day by day. And we don't get down on ourselves when we screw up. We just go back to God and say, Lord, I relied on my own strength or I had a moment of weakness. Please forgive me. Again, eating sugar is not a sin. But I like to think when we make promises to God that that's, a, that's kind of our walk, right? That's our deal, not a covenant per se, but maybe a contract with him. Love yourself through this process and watch every day how we can have the holy army fight along with us. Maybe you've got a saint. Look up addiction or, I don't know, I don't know, maybe maybe search saints that diet, sugar. I don't know. Maybe there's a patron saint of sugar addicts. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm going to have to look that up myself, to be honest. I don't know for sure, but that is all I'm saying. It's got to be more meaningful and more filled with purpose than just, I need to quit sugar or I need to go on a diet. We've got to bring God into it. Love ourselves through the process. Remind ourselves when we don't pray, we stop, pause, and pray because we just reacted to the temptation. And there will be there will be times when you're like, I just want it. I just want it. And you just go get it. There have been times where I was actually praying the deliverance prayer as I was walking to the pantry, opening the door, and my hands are already on the cookies. The evil spirits know when you mean it and when you don't. And maybe every now and then you should allow yourself to have that sugar fix and see how blah you feel. Because you are going to feel yucky. I mean, I think, honestly, sugar is the poison of these times. It's not necessarily drugs. I mean, with the kids and sugar just is poison, I, I think. My personal opinion, I'm not telling everybody to cut sugar out, but I know that I feel a heck of a lot better when I don't have any sugar pumping through these veins and making me feel Blah. I don't know any other words, any other words. Okay. I hope this helps and be kind to yourself. Be patient. That's what love is. You're not going to be perfect. And who knows, maybe you will be, maybe this kicks away and you find, okay, I have mastered this. I don't know if I went on the moderation thing, but the devil does not like moderation. He's like all or nothing and really likes us to go the opposite. Like I'm going to do it anytime I want to all the time. So maybe after you get control of this, you can enjoy occasions, but then get right back on track. That's 
even for people who are trying to eat healthier. If you're going to a birthday party for your child, maybe it would be a good thing to participate and have a little cake, you know? Oh, no, 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 I'm not having any cake today, you know? (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, again, everything in moderation. And love yourself, which means be patient and kind. And I'm going to stop on this. If you have any topics, Kendra at KendraVonAsh.com, send me a note. I will cover it. I love to serve you. I hope I'm serving you with the things that I do put on my podcast. I do pray about it. But today I knew what my topic was going to be. So it was super easy. (laughs) I just had to talk about it. And I think everybody can apply what I just went through to any temptation. And if your temptation is mortal sin temptation, I'm going to add that you best, when you fall, run to confession. Be a repentant person. Have it be in your heart. Lord, I really want to stop this. And some of us have these addictions, etc., but we don't really want them to stop. We're still enjoying it, even though we know it's wrong and we try, but we still aren't there yet. And that's where we need the Lord to come into our heart, to change our heart, to, to see why doing this is bad, not only for me, but for those around me, because all of our sins don't just affect us. In some way, they're affecting other people. And unfortunately, we're going to see that when we get our lives pretty much flashing before our eyes during Judgment Day. We're going to see all the people that were impacted by our sins. Yes, mortal sins I'm talking about, but sugar, maybe when you eat sugar, you become a rip-roaring you know, you're just irritable and easily set off. And that's impacting those around you. Or you feel bad and you just start taking it out on you where you're not loving yourself. Okay. Wow. This one went long. I did not think this would be this long, but write down those steps and follow them. Don't forget when you deliver spirits, say it out loud. You may need to say it under your breath at a party. Go into the bathroom and speak it. Don't forget to ask God to fill you with his peace and blessing and opposite virtue of that vice. And then take every moment as it comes. All right, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God and know that you can do anything with him. And have a blessed and inspired day.